Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Alan Q Chronicles. This is episode five, and um, today's May 29th. It's a Friday, and I'm not sure what the topic's gonna be. To be honest with you, um, today was a good day so far. I think it's been a rough last few weeks for our entire country, especially after seeing. Um, multiple deaths, you know, George Floyd, uh, Maude Arbery, um, being killed, being murdered. Um, one thing I, I would just like to say is that if you don't see a problem with that, then something's wrong with you. You know, if you look at the video of George Floyd, um, he's begging to breathe and he poses no threat to the officer. And he still kills him slowly. So him being fired is not even close to having justice, you know. <clears throat> um, I dedicated my last um, podcast episode to George Floyd, just talking about how much I'm anti-Trump and how much I feel Republicans fuel people like that officer. And fuel hatred. Um, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. You know, I, I'm a, I'm just an American who hasn't forgotten his roots and where his parents come from and where he comes from. That's all I am. You know, a lot of you listening right now probably do not know me. Some of you may know me very well or may think you do, but um, I try to stay true to who I am in life. And I think a lot of people somewhere in lo- along the road just forget their roots or or become sellouts, you know. And it's, it's pretty sad because, you know, me as a kid. Just to tell you a little bit about myself, I grew up in a trailer park. I was just a little kid. My mom was a single parent. And I I guess you can see I, I guess you can say I was traumatized because I saw a lot of things I wasn't supposed to see. You know, and I grew up in poverty and you know, my mom was always trying to do her best to raise me and my brother. So we we had a a small little mobile home. With, with the wheels on it okay a real mobile home and um it was so small and it had one little wannabe bedroom a little kitchen kind of like a rv kind of but a little bigger and my mom couldn't afford the rent so she would rent the only room we had um to a couple they turned out to be drug addicts you know my mom didn't know that and um, me my mom and my little brother we used to share the kitchen slash living room floor and sleep together right there and that was for many years growing up so the guy used to beat his girlfriend and I and I saw uh, a number of things you know I saw them doing drugs and you know I saw him beat his girlfriend and Um, It's crazy because when you're just like six years old, seven, you're not supposed to see stuff like that, you know, but um, 
stuff like that has shaped me as a man as far as um, understanding you know that no matter what kind of trauma you've gone through it is your responsibility or, or your choice to to carry it with you throughout your adulthood you know <clears throat> I, what I try to do is try to use it you know I try to use it and, and kind of be compassionate towards people that I may see in the street that are drug addicts or homeless or whatever you know my mom I don't blame my mom for anything because she worked hard just to support me and my brother and she raised us pretty well she um, she was hardcore like disciplined us very well you know a lot of people talk about um, being hit or being beat you know in Mexican culture or Latino culture I should say they talk about the chancla and what that means is the sandal and it's kind of an inside joke where a lot of um you know, just Latina moms or Hispanic moms, the Mexican moms, you know, hit their kids with a with a sandal. But me and my brother, we 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 never got that joke. We never got that joke because my mom, she never used to hit us with a sandal. My mom used to, when, of course, when we deserved it, she used to hit us with um stilettos with the pointy part and she used to wear high heel stilettos so by no means am I trying to talk about about my mother because she was a great mother but what I'm trying to say is that um, she was rough on us you know and I think somewhere along the line those beatings with stilettos saved my life because it taught me respect for others you know, especially respect for her. So <clears throat> I'm sharing that with you guys just to to um, touch on the fact that we were all raised differently. Some people could probably relate to me. Some people can probably top me, top my mom and be like, well, you know what? My dad did this. So, you know, I never, I never had a dad. I never had a father figure growing up. So I had to kind of teach myself how to be a man. And um, I did my best to teach my brother how to be a man. You know, the little that I could. I was a kid myself. <clears throat> but I'm a firm believer that, you know, a big brother should always be his, his little brother's keeper. You know, he should always protect him. So even though me and my brother haven't talked in many years, I've, I've always done my best to protect my brother. And I'm pretty sure he knows that. You know, I was never um, in the trailer park we grew up in. We grew up in actually a few trailer parks, Baldwin Park, Norwalk, um, where else? think that's it I can't remember where I was actually La Puente I, I believe but um sorry someone's texting me but growing up there 
I was always the the kind of person that would try to do what's right as far as when there was problems, you know, with another group of kids, let's say. I, you know, people would come up to me, for example, like, um, I, I always try to diffuse situations. I think that's the kind of person I was. And when there was no longer a choice, we had to just start going, you know, start throwing blows, you know. So I was always that kind of person to try to defuse the situation. I think my friend Curtis, shout out to Curtis Billy. Uh, he lives in Oklahoma now. <clears throat> Man, this guy knew how to fight. You know, don't let your, your head get all big, Curtis. But this guy really knew how to fight, man. I, I I must have seen my friend Curtis fight at least, at least 21 times, 20 times. This guy was a great fighter, and he was my friend. And a lot of times I would try to avoid fighting, but Curtis really didn't. That was like his, his go-to. So... It's kind of funny, like the people that um, that were my friends growing up, you know, they were really quick to fight even for me. So, you know, shout out to all my friends, you know, uh, growing up, I never really had family. So I consider all of my friends, my coworkers, I consider them fam- family. So, <clears throat> you know, shout out to them if they're listening. I got people trying to text me. Sorry, guys. But what I'm trying to say is that we all grew up differently, you know. But by no means do I judge my mom for not, uh, you know, for not having a father figure for me and my brother. You know, I think my brother and I, I think we turned out okay as far as um, what we could have became. And it's funny because um, I've actually been told that. Um, You know, I'm a registered respiratory therapist and I work at a hospital. And I ran into somebody that knew my mom and knew me as a little kid. And I ran into them in the hospital about like maybe two years ago. And her expression was priceless. Her her expression when she saw me, she was like, Alan, are you, you you know, Yolanda's son? And I was like, yeah. She was, wow. And she just stared at me for like two minutes, you know, and it wasn't because I'm good looking. It was because she was shocked that I was working in the neonatal ICU with premature infants that were on a ventilator, you know? And she literally told me with no shame, she goes, wow, she goes, your mother did a great job raising you guys, especially in the environment you guys grew up in. She goes, I always thought you and your brother would would end up in prison. She told me that to my face. So I didn't really know how to react to that. You know, she complimented my mom, but then said that. 
And I was like, why? And she just told me, just because the environment you guys were surrounded by. And like I said, my mom would rent the only room we had to a drug addict couple, and I was exposed to a lot of things as a kid. <clears throat> so, anyways, you know, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been through trauma in life. But like I said, it, it's really our choice to to let it consume us. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Hold on, I gotta get some water. Sorry about that. So, what I've been realizing more and more as I get older, I just start appreciating the little things in life that I take for granted every day. You know, breathing without a machine, having a roof over my head, having a job, you know, and just being able to walk little things that you really don't think of every day it's just such a blessing you know having the the few friends that actually do care <clears throat> all of those things for me is a blessing today I, I drove out to Laguna with a friend Laguna Beach and we went for a long walk and it was awesome because I got to meditate just look at the ocean waves and Feel the breeze. Something about the ocean, man. You know, especially if you're in a part where there's a lot of waves. Man, it's very meditating. Um, I like to self-reflect looking at the waves. Simply because I know that my days here on Earth are, are pretty numbered. <clears throat> Only God knows when I'm going to die, when we're all going to die. You know, and every day I'm alive, I just want to make it, want to make it worth it, want to make an impact. <clears throat> that's why I, I'm, that's why I did this podcast, just to try to touch people who may feel alone, who may feel like giving up. Who may feel like they don't have anybody. Hey listen man. If you're listening. Guy or girl. You're not the only one. If you're feeling like giving up. If you're feeling like. If you're tired of the routine. Every day. You're not the only one. Especially now. During this quarantine. Especially now. Because right now it's very um, depressing for anybody to just stay home and, and not be able to go to a shopping center, go to the mall or go to a, go sit at the park, at some benches, go lay out at the beach. You know, where I live, they just have the beach open for activities, 
I went recently and they were saying no sitting, no no staying in one spot. Which is good, they're taking precautions, but at the same time, it's like, man, you can't even do that. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all frustrated with this virus, this COVID-19 virus, and I know I am. You know, I live by myself, and <clears throat> every day is a challenge. Every day is a challenge because it's not healthy to have compassion fatigue. It's not healthy to go to work, give, 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 and then come home and just be by yourself, surrounded by four empty walls, you know? Luckily, <clears throat> you know, I have good friends. I have good friends. And luckily, I believe in God and I believe there's a purpose for my life. Do I know what it is? I have no idea. I have no idea. So right now I'm in the process of just being open <clears throat> to whatever God has planned for my life. So I, I'm a strong believer in positioning yourself. I don't know if this makes sense to you, but I believe in positioning yourself for God to use you. So if I'm distracted by things that are not really meant for me, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm going to be used by God. You know, so um, that's what I'm trying to do. <clears throat> trying to be used by God and trying to help others. You know, this life is short and I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people out there just need someone to talk to. Why do I say that? Because I've been in those dark times. You know, it's kind of like quicksand. It's like a pool of quicksand and you get out of it somehow, some way, and you're just laying on the concrete. You're safe, but it's still right next to you, you know, and you're just rolling as far as way, as far as way uh, as you can. You're just rolling away from it because you don't ever want to be in that again. I was telling my friend the other day, you could either drown in your misery and let that quicksand just take over. Or you can reach out with your hand and, and hope that someone grabs it. <clears throat> so I've always been that kind of person that if I see someone that needs help, I'll grab their hand immediately. Because in the lowest times of my life, someone's helped me. <clears throat> it's kind of like paying it forward, you know. So anyways, <clears throat> I really didn't have anything specific to talk about. I just wanted to uh, see how how you guys are doing. You know, if um, if you guys ever have any questions regarding this podcast, feel free to DM me on my Instagram page, the underscore Alan Q Chronicles, Chronicles with a Z at the end. My podcast is with an S, but. For Instagram purposes, I just switched it up. 
And uh, if you guys ever wanna want me to talk about anything in particular, just DM me on my Instagram. I'm still in the early stages of creating this podcast. If you listen to my first podcast, the microphone sounds terrible. So <coughs> every episode, I'm trying to improve that, you know. But um, yeah, shout out to everyone listening to my podcast. I promise I'm only going to make it better. And maybe in the future, I'm going to have a few guests and um, have a few interviews, you know, and I want to talk about things that matter. I don't want to talk about, you know, stupid things. I'm all about joking around and having jokes, but I, I don't want this to be a podcast where we're just clowning, you know. I want this to be a podcast of, of of unity, of wisdom, of calling out, you know, ignorance when you see it, calling out prejudice, racism, calling out just things that are morally wrong. So I want this to be real. And I could care less who listens and who doesn't as far as um, popularity. It's really about people similar to me or people who I can who I can relate to that are going through struggles I already went through. So it's kind of like coming out of a fire with buckets of water and saying, there you go. You know, um, I'm not trying to be some sort of hero, but I am trying to make an impact in the world. So, like I said before, I used to be a, cri- a volunteer crisis counselor, and it, it was very draining. <clears throat> very rewarding, but very draining. And it took a lot of time sometimes. So, at least with this podcast, is in my own time. Um, I also do real estate, so I'm very busy. I work in health, healthcare, I do real estate, I volunteer a lot. And now I got this podcast for anyone who, anyone who wants to connect, anyone who wants to talk about issues, certain topics, anyone who wants to get to know why I am how I am. Feel free to message me on Instagram. You know, the underscore Alan Q Chronicles. And you know what? To make it easier, you could always hashtag Alan Q Chronicles. I'm sure I'll pop up because I don't think anyone has my name. So I just want to wish all of you a good weekend. Today's Friday. Um... I'm sure if we weren't in this quarantine, we wouldn't, we would all be doing something fun. I know I would. I'll be out with friends or I'll be, I live a few blocks from Ballast Point and um, that, that used to be my go-to spot just to have a beer or wine and have a good conversation with somebody. And 
I would sit by the fire, little fire pit they had, and it was awesome. And then I would just walk back home. And if I was really feeling lazy or buzzed, instead of walking back home, if I, to be honest, it wasn't even buzz. It was probably laziness. I would just call an Uber, and the Uber would always look at me weird when, <laughs> when he would drop me off, because it would be like three dollars, four dollar Uber. Who just drive me like four or five blocks? <clears throat> All right, guys. Don't want to take too much of your time. I just want you guys to to be true to yourself and also speak up against things that are wrong. The murder of George Floyd. Ahmaud Arbery, the other EMT African-American lady. I'm sorry, I, I don't know her name, but I'm very aware of her. Just heartbreaking murders. Heartbreaking. So, speak up, man. You know, I, I saw someone on my Instagram has, hasn't even said anything. And don't get me wrong, some people say, well, hey... I don't use my Instagram for that kind of stuff. Hey, that's fine. I respect that. Everybody's different. But what I don't respect is when you start posting about people looting and doing the fires and all of a sudden your fingers work. So <clears throat> you can stay quiet about a man begging to, to, to breathe. When someone has his knee on his neck Enjoying it by the way He looked like he was enjoying killing him You can stay quiet about that When it's supposed to be someone That is serving The public <clears throat> But you can't stay quiet about the anger It has brought out Out of people And you gotta start Commenting on that <coughs> That's the kind of stuff I, I don't respect, you know. You know, looting is wrong, but these people are angry. <clears throat> and their anger is valid. So just um, have integrity, have conviction, try to do what's right. I, I'm not, I'm no angel. I'm a sinner. But... You best believe if I see something that's wrong, I do my best to try to help. I made my mistakes in life. I made plenty of mistakes. So I'm not I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect Christian. I'm a sinner. And um, I'm just someone trying to be a better man every day. You know, and people who relate with me then or who who it resonates with we're on the same we're on the same page you know there's a lot of influencers out there that um, just inspire people to live a life of destruction or inspire people to to be ugly human beings you know for example I I don't know if you guys like Kanye, but Kanye used to be a great artist. 
and when his circle was surrounded by great artists like Mostef, Erica Badu, Common, Talib Kweli, Kanye was dope. Somewhere along the line, you guys gotta analyze it. Kanye is a, not a good-looking guy. So when all the money he got was able to get him a, a pretty girl like Kim Kardashian, he started thinking he's a model too. Not a model, bro. And then he started thinking he can say whatever he wants. So I stopped being a Kanye fan when he said when he wears a Trump hat, he feels like Superman. <clears throat> you can't keep, um, you can't support evil <clears throat> or an evil man consistently and then claim to be, you know, holy or claim to be uh, a Christian. Even worse, even worse. After every evil act, claim that's that's a Christian right there. That's crazy. That's one thing. I, I don't mean to make this political, but it really bothers me that Barack Obama went to a Christian church, I believe, for 20 years. The same one. Trump, he never had a home church. He never had a record of going to church or anything like that. He he's actually was best friends with pedophiles. Um, Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein. I, I don't know his last name. And other people. So, the worst thing, I think, for me, that the Republican Party does is try to claim Christianity as their religion. I think that is the worst thing because when you speak up against them, they make you feel like you're against God. And that is a terrible, terrible tactic that they use to manipulate you into thinking you're on the wrong side. But the good news is, is God blessed us with discernment meaning good judgment so to each their own <laughs> if you're easily manipulated by Republicans then you know you'll be in my prayers tonight but to me it's very plain to see that Republicans manipulate people by using God which is disgusting and for you to, to, to believe that and then claim you're a Christian very disgusting because you should know better you should know better and you know I, I posted a quote that I said um, if you're if you're quiet in times of um, that require you to speak up or in times of um, injustice then you have chosen the side of the oppressor and I love that quote because it's so true when you see something that's wrong including what Trump says and does and what he said about Mexican culture and all these things if you choose to be quiet or to see nothing wrong with it or, or even worse the worst of all to embrace it then man you're not you're not for justice you're not for equality you're not a Christian you're using those titles to justify it, which is disgusting.
common sense. Not trying to make you feel bad. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and see that wrong is wrong and it needs to be stopped. You know, when they murdered people and there was a, a protest, I, I don't know if you guys remember, Trump called it um, these very fine, good people or something like that. Now they're looting for George Floyd and he's saying these thugs. You know, his tone changed immediately based on who was doing what. And they haven't killed anybody yet. I mean, I hope they don't. But they haven't killed anybody. In the, in the other situation, they did kill somebody. And he said these very fine people. I'm not sure what kind of generation we're living in. To me, it feels like the Twilight Zone. Um, it's bizarre. It's super bizarre. Super, super bizarre, man. Even as a single man, you know, me, if I try to maybe have ice cream with a chick or have some coffee, girls are like, you know, act like the queen of England they don't got time you know I'm a peasant I'm like okay and then later on I see them with a nasty looking acting ignorant bum not excuse me not bum but what do you guys call guys like that F boys with a little F boy and I'm just scratching my head like what hold up what but good thing I'm not a hater. More power to you. But I've always been a sapiosexual where I'm all about mental. So even if I did date a girl that is beautiful, if she what if she can't understand how important these topics are that I'm talking about, then of course she's not the one for me. So it wouldn't even matter how, how beautiful she looked. I already shared with you guys recently that I met a girl online and she was a Trump supporter. Very beautiful girl. But once she told me that, I, I said, you know, I can't, I can't compromise with that. I can't tolerate that level of ignorance. I just can't. And she was very beautiful. Part of me was like, Alan, well, you know, give it a shot. But I just couldn't. I couldn't because... Everything Trump stands for is everything I'm against. So I'm sure everything I stand for, he's against, you know. So I can't. Someone to disrespect my culture, it doesn't matter how beautiful a girl is. Like for you to support a man that disrespected my culture, to me, I take pride in my culture, I take pride in my roots. I take pride of where I come from. I take pride in being American. And I, I don't believe this is what it is to be an American. Killing black people for no reason. Putting your knee on their neck just because you're a coward. That's cowardice to me. It's crazy, man. It, it takes, trust me, to me, 
it takes a lot more courage to talk about things that matter than it is to fight physically. You know, I've been in many fights and I don't want to talk about that, but luckily I never been knocked out, you know, but I'll tell you what, fighting is easy. You know, talking about things that matter and making people see that they're wrong or making people see what kind of damage they're doing by supporting people like Trump, that's difficult. That's super difficult because a lot of these people were raised that way. A lot of people were raised that, you know, this is the way to be. Republicans, the way to be. And that's tough, man. In psychology, they call it to be classically conditioned. So, you know, my objective is not to change their mind, but at least to to make them see. If I can make them see, even for a little, that they're wrong, or even if I can make them genuinely li- want want to listen, because you can't make someone listen who doesn't want to listen. You know, uh, that reminds me of a quote by Tupac Shakur, man. Rest in peace. One of the best. One of the one of my favorite poets. He says, "The elevation of today's generation, if I can make them listen." And to me, that was deep. I remember me and my ex-girlfriend, we loved that quote. We both loved it. And I guess that's why she became my girlfriend, because we we used to love poetry. We loved a lot of things similar. And I think that's another reason why I'm single. Till this day, I haven't met a girl that is passionate about the things I'm passionate about. So be it. I mean, I'm not going to dilute myself. I'm not going to lower my passion just because a girl is not feeling me or doesn't understand. So <clears throat> thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sorry. need some more water. Thank you guys for following my page. Um... I hope we could all grow from this. And I'm not just talking about George George's Floyd's murder. I'm talking about us being in quarantine and having to learn to to live in isolation for this amount of time. I hope we can appreciate the things the small things we we have taken for granted and I hope we can we can grow. Um As far as the murder of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, I hope we can I hope people that don't see the pain and the hurt and and how sickening it is that a police officer was able to get away with that without being arrested. I hope those people, if you're listening, I hope you wake up. Because you enable people like that. If you voted for Trump, you enable people like that. I don't speak ignorance just because that person was a Trump supporter. So I'm not speaking out of my, you know what, 
that guy was a full-blown Trump supporter who killed George Floyd. So when you say you support Trump, that's the group you belong to. I don't care what you say. You know, if you want to deny it, then that's you. I really try to analyze Trump supporters because a lot of them are, are the biggest hypocrites you'll ever meet. It doesn't surprise me. That That's truly what the Republican Party stands for. Hypocrites. They say they're Christian, but then they do the most horrible things to other cultures, to people, to this, to that. They have no compassion for the homeless, for people living in poverty, for the elderly that need Medicare. <laughs> Just a bunch of hypocrites. You know, and then they say they're pro-life, pro-life. Time out. Democrats are pro-life too. What are you talking about? The difference is Democrats believe in a woman's right to choose. And whether she makes the wrong choice, that's between her and God. Not between the Republicans and her. It's between her and God. How can a political party force a woman to do something with her own body? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a joke. That party is a joke, man. I mean... If you're a Republican, I, I really don't care about your opinion because I, I know all the people you guys listen to. Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly, Rush Limbaugh, Candace Owens, Tucker Carlson, Judge Jupiro, whatever her name is. I know all the people you guys look up to. Horrible human beings. Tommy Lauren. I'm very aware. And if you're anything like the people I mentioned, then, you know, you shouldn't even be listening to the podcast unless you actually want to help. If you want to help, then stop being a Trump supporter and start being an American. And start standing up for Americans who are being murdered. Regardless of the race. Plain and simple. So sorry guys. I talked your ear off. Um, like I said. Today is May 29th. It's a Friday. I hope you guys have a good weekend. And. Uh, keep your head up. You know. Feel free to. DM me. If you. If you heard this episode and let me know what you think. All right. You guys have a blessed day. Peace.